With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, July 21st. It is just so odd to say that, Mark, I have lost, I feel like I've lost two months. I don't know what, I mean, maybe it's because I went away. I'm not even sure. But it is, um, it's very strange. But here we are in July. I just walked past a neighbor of mine. I said, oh, I haven't seen you. He said something. He goes, I feel like I've just been going through like a million weddings and parties. And it was, that's how I feel, like a lot of pent up stuff that has never happened. So anyway, uh, Mark, are you feeling upbeat about your chances to get to Europe next month? Feeling optimistic, yes. I think it's going to happen. All right. I think so, too. I feel good about it as well. So I know that everyone's been very freaked out about the economy and the potential for a recession and the high inflation rate and uh, even the real estate market. I've been thinking a lot about the real estate market. Mark, you know, did I tell you my sister's deal fell through what she thought for the sale of her home after she had already bought something new? Well, it's back on now. And what's so fascinating to me is that I spoke to another friend of mine, same exact thing happened where it's like a cascading effect in the real estate market, right? So the person who says, oh, I'm going to buy your house. Great. Then their deal falls through. I've been doing some research about what happens when deals fall through because it does appear that that's starting to happen more and more. You know, you think you're like, oh, I have the escrow, right? The, or I have a deposit. What did you put down on your apartment? Like 5% or 10%? Is that what you put down to, to hold it? I think 10 10. Yeah, I think 10 also. So evidently, it's actually not that easy just to boof, like get that escrow released if someone backs out of a deal because now it's a whole legal proceeding. You want your deal to go through. So if you're in that situation where you're like, oh my God, something's happening like that, we would like to talk to you. We'll hold your hands through it. And, and I'm doing all this research on it. So I'll have actual information. And you know what else? The The market's changed so rapidly now that it's kind of cool because at the very least, you're going to get many chances at this. That's what I always say to people. Like, you know, if you don't, if you don't get the place you really want, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It really is. So, you know, I, I want everyone who's looking and feeling 
it, it, it feeling like, oh, I wish I had. All right. It may not happen today, but it's going to happen. Mark, I got two pieces of information that made me pitch an idea to my friends at CBS Mornings. I got my favorite IRS Dirty Dozen, which I think is a very funny thing. The Dirty Dozen tax scams. And you know how they release them? They're such a pain in the ass at the IRS sometimes. They release them four at a time. So they don't just give you one whole document. But anyway, it's like the worst of the worst horrible frauds that happen for the year. And so this is that's one piece. But then I got this interesting piece of research from the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. And I didn't think about this, but it makes a lot of sense that the pandemic, you know, which put so many people into isolation and really um, got a lot of our anxieties heightened. It actually really worsened vulnerabilities for people who were already probably susceptible to scams. And so those two pieces of information uh, prompted me to write something for the for our website, the 2022 Scam Alert, which you can find. It also prompted me to actually pitch this to producers and they said, hey, yeah, let's do it. So here is my segment from yesterday morning on CBS Mornings. In today's Money Watch, we're focusing on how to avoid financial scams. The IRS recently shared its list of top scams to watch out for this year. Some of the biggest involved stimulus payments and tax refunds where scammers pose as IRS agents and try to get your bank and personal information. The IRS also warns taxpayers to watch out for fake charity scams. Last year, check this out, Americans lost more than $5.8 billion with a B, billion dollars to fraud. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here to help us out because we need it. So Jill, um, what's the biggest red flags that people should look out for? You know, the IRS is very clear. They don't call you, they don't text you, they don't reach you through social media. They generally, I would say 99% of the time, they're sending you a letter through snail mail saying, hey, you owe us some money, and they give you a chance to respond to that. But the reality is if you're getting a call, a text, an email. You need to just have your guard up and you think it's from the IRS. The other thing is the IRS is not calling you and saying, we demand payment. Send us a gift card. The IRS is not Mm. saying, give us this debit card information. Mm. And the IRS most clearly is never asking for your personal information. Best thing to do is just delete it, get rid of it. Don't answer the phone if you don't know who is calling. Sometimes that fear though, people lean right into it Mm. because they don't know. You mentioned email. Tell us about this realistic email that people should watch out for. I think the fraudsters are getting quite adept at looking at logos and saying maybe they take this from the IRS logo. You get a logo. It looks like it's coming from the IRS. And then there's a demand to action or a must act now. And you can imagine if you're not really attuned to this, you say, oh, the IRS is sending me an email. It alerts you. It looks like this. It looks like I need to do something. Let me give them the information they need. And so people are just opening up. And sometimes they have a bit of information already about you. So they'll say, this is your uh, address. Could you just correspond your social security? So that's how they get you with a little bit of information that identifies with you. They're like, oh, this must be official. Exactly right. Okay. So most people, um, when they think of scams, they think, oh, it's just older people that aren't really hip to the internet and they don't know how to use their phones or email. But 41% of people in their 20s were scammed last year. So young people are falling for these 
tricks as well. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I mean, it is emotional. So what is a scammer doing? A scammer is sort of leaning into your fear or your greed, mm. right? So on the fear base, if I'm 25 years old and I get something and it says, you owe us money, we're from the IRS, you're like, oh my God, I got to do something. And so when you feel like the, your emotion is heightened, you're more likely to give over information. Think about the general scams that are out there. They really do lean into the fear base, like you owe us something, or it could be the greed base, hey, you, you're missing a stimulus payment. Yeah. And sometimes it tugs at your heartstrings. Hey, those poor people in Ukraine, give us money. And the charity that it comes from, you think it looks like a legitimate charity? Yeah. It's not. So wow. just have your guard up. It's kind of like defensive driving. Like, you got to have your guard up. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about um, cryptocurrency because it's, it's, a, it's a buzzword and people hear crypto and they think, I need to get rich. Yes. And I think that's the greed part. It's amazing. So when you think about it, Crypto is this great combination for scammers because it's volatile, so it's gone way up, goes way down, oh, get in on it. It also has a lack of clarity. Like, what is this thing? So it's a layer of mystery to how it all works. Exactly, and so if I'm confused, I'm like, yeah, maybe I do need to do that. So we really want people to be careful. A billion dollars lost to crypto fraud um, last year and through the first three months of this year. And those frauds can be, you know, it can be something as awful as like a boyfriend, girlfriend saying, hey, pay me in crypto, do this. But it's usually a get rich quick scheme. So remember when you're investing, of course, any solicitation, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is too good to we be appreciate true. You. So you go from dollar, dollar, Jill to keep it real, Jill. Yeah. Valuable information. So, Mark, do you feel like um, that it is the case that it is just the older people that are at risk here. It's not. It's a little bit of everyone. And and in fact, younger people are primed to be susceptible to fraud. Do you know why? Because if I call a younger person or text a younger person and I say, I'm from the IRS, they're freaking out and they're giving up their information so easily. Yeah, that surprises me. It would never occur to me to just hand over my information if somebody called me saying they're from the IRS. I know, but look, I... Okay, so here's the thing. The problem is that if you're somebody who doesn't have experience and you don't know that the IRS doesn't text you and the IRS doesn't email you, let me do this. Like, you know, here you are, you're somebody who's like young, you've just started out 22 years old. And I'm like, you know, you get a text like this is a note from the IRS, blah, 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 blah. Uh, We just want to confirm your address. Is this your address? And then they put your address in and you write back, yes. Now they're engaged with you and they're like, Great. Can you verify your social security number? That's how they're getting the socials. I definitely get text messages all the time. And, and you know, the thing now is that you get a text message and it's from your own number. I know. How does that happen? And, and people are falling for it. I just think best practice right now is it's such an annoyance, but like, do not answer the phone if you don't know the number. Just don't answer it. My mother said something. It was so funny. My mother, I said to my mother the other day, I'm at lunch and I said, <clears throat> mom, why are you, why do you pick that? What, what you, who was that? Oh, it's just one of those, you know, calls. I said, why are you picking up the phone if you don't know who's calling? She goes, well, what if it's important? That's what she said to me. I said, well, what if it's important? They'll call back. She goes, well, you know, I have a doctor's office or something. I said, but mom, like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not waiting for a test. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're a result. She's almost incapable of not answering the phone. I said, you cannot answer the phone. 
I didn't tell her that that's what I do to her, which is when I see her number come up. Sometimes I don't answer it. No, but really. So have this conversation with your family. And it can't be that everyone's so on the ball about this because the number of complaints to the FTC has doubled in five years. Doubled. I was going to say, I got a wild one two days ago. You know how you can just like, you know, how we you can like a text message with like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yep. So yesterday or two days ago, I got an alert on my phone that Amanda had liked a YouTube video. So you see it on the preview on your screen, but then when I open it and I go to like my messages with her, it's not there. What? It's so bizarre. But then again, when I close my, when I lock my phone, it's still there on the, um, on the home screen with a link to a YouTube video. So they're obviously trying to get me to click on that YouTube link. And I showed her, I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, she's like, I never, I don't even know what that is. I never liked anything. Oh my God. It's terrible. It's just terrible. And so I will turn into my mother for a second. Like if these people could just take this energy and make it productive, imagine how much better the world would be. It's true. I don't know, man. It's it's like a complete bummer that it is out there and that we are in this um, situation. But I got to be honest with you, like it's almost like driving. You want to be a defensive driver. You're like, you wish that you didn't have to be, but you really do need to be. And by the way, these days in New York City, and I'm sure in every city, you need to be a defensive walker. I mean, people are going nuts on their electric bikes, on their scooters. By the way, grown people look a little bit weird on scooters, Mark. I'm just saying that right now. In suits. In suits. Yeah. I mean, that just looks so odd to me. And maybe I'll get used to it. But uh, so everyone be careful. Defensive driving, defensive digital interactions. How about that? So anyway, that's it. That is the program tomorrow. What are we going to do tomorrow, Mark? Should we do some emails for tomorrow? I think we'll do that because they are piling up like crazy. Tomorrow, we'll answer some more questions. If you've got a financial question, if you've been scammed and you want to tell us about it, or you've been, if you've got a new thing that we, you want to alert the Jill on Money community to, and you want to like get us, like get it on our radar, make sure you go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, say like, hey, scam alert, here's one, keep an eye out for this, and we'll share it with each other. That will be very helpful. While you're on the website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Send this to friends of yours. Let us expand the Jill on Money community because Jilly needs to sell some books. And you're going to hear all about that next week. It's very exciting. So thanks so much for listening. Do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 